passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Tight, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. So I know a lot of you are Dallas Cowboy fans and then also probably second Kansas City Chiefs fans. In the NFC, there's a couple of opponents that have gotten hot. We know the Philadelphia Eagles have been great, but the San Francisco 49ers now won seven straight games, including last night against the Seattle Seahawks, 21-13. They clinch the NFC West and are now a playoff team. Brock Purdy, again, the Iowa State rookie, has had a great couple of games. We'll see if he can continue and do this in the playoffs. I know that's really the or the Packers' Achilles heels is San Fran, but there were also some great games back in the day between the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, and we might be heading up to uh, a really tight NFC divisional game or maybe an NFC championship. Well, I'm going to tell you, for, for me, I've been so locked in to college football. So this is the time of the year I turn the page and you know, make my weekends a lot more about because I just like football, right? So I've been less about the NFL. NFL's probably been third on my list, but now it bumps up because it's the best thing on TV each weekend. So all of these people, and I think if you don't play fantasy – I think a lot of people are that way that are Razorback fans first, SEC football fans in general that watch more college football. I mean, you get to a stage in life where you only got so many hours in the weekend. You can't spend it all in front of the, the tube. You know, you got kids, you got wife, you got a house, you got all these job, all these things. But now I don't have as much college football to digest over the weekend. So, yeah, I mean, big part of the weekend and what I'm viewing will be that and figuring out these matchups that are critical, like you say, to who's going to play at home, who's going to go on the road, uh, these games at Christmas weekend, what's the importance of that? You hope it lives up, and maybe you get some help with the Eagles to that game in Dallas. It's like everything on Christmas Eve. Bowl season does start this weekend, so for a lot of you college football fans, you're excited about that. Only one SEC matchup, Florida Gators playing Oregon State in Vegas. That's the lone SEC game that you do have. Do you wish that was the Razorbacks playing Oregon State? Do you th- do, you, do you wish with everything that's went on, Maybe Arkansas, and I hate to use the phrase get it over with, but 
would there be some benefit now in hindsight thinking you know they, they could this thing could be out of the way or is Sam Pittman's time been better spent working on new staff working on roster management you got you got to lean on that because Arkansas could have ended up in that bowl game just as easy as Memphis. Oregon right? State's a ranked team, so okay. there is a possibility I mean, I that know, they a yeah. better possibility that they beat you. Even I th- I'm Kansas. kind of with you. I'd rather play Kansas than Oregon State, but I also see the but there's benefits to, as you yeah. just brought up to the you would have at that point. So the game is on the 17th tomorrow, so that would give you a, an entire month from. December eighteenth to January eighteenth to hit the portal, do the coaching staff stuff. I don't know if they would. Well, those have been two able. and those two teams will both be done before the early signing period even begins. Yeah, I don't know if Morgan Tur- Morgan Turner if that if they had played in the Vegas Bowl, if they would have been able to get that done again. I don't know how much time has been on bowl prep relative to recruiting, relative to not just recruiting for the transfer portal and kids out of high school, but in addition to recruiting coaches to come to your staff, like with the hiring of Souders, and then also the hiring of Morgan Turner, we'll talk about later this morning. So I think there's benefits. I think there's pros and cons to each of these games. Uh, I I don't know what Sam would have been pushing for behind closed doors. I know he has to act like he's excited for the Liberty Bowl and be pumped about it. It's an act. It's, I mean, coaches have to. I mean, you can't, the, the bowl reps and stuff, they have to, they, they, they put on a great show, and they really want you to be there. And so yeah. regardless if you actually want to be there or not, you have to act like you want to be there. That's a that's a common, that's well, there's a just common a lot of thought time. in the coaching I mean, world. You know, They would rather be doing certain things right, right. now than They're, preparing for a – because Kansas is also 6-6, six and six, and correct? I, and I don't know where – right. I, I don't know where bull prep and practice and watching film and staff, all this stuff that's – not related to playing the game against Kansas, where does that rank in your priorities of time spent right now of your Sam Pittman? I mean, I'm a busy feller. You're a busy feller. You know, a lot of my days start, you know, way early and in like last night. It's close to 10 o'clock before it's all said and done. All she wrote. I mean, he's got a lot of those days, and you think, well, that's plenty of time. Well, the list of demands he has, particularly in this three or four-week window, this is where, you know, this this is why these guys earn this amount of money to deal with staff issues, to deal with the, the roster stuff, to button up recruitment. It is an avalanche of stuff to do. I, it has to feel at moments like it's overwhelming. Hey, I need you to call this kid. Hey, I need you to text this kid. Hey, we need to meet with this coach about potentially filling this position. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts as you are bringing up that he as a head coach has to almost clear every single one all this stuff goes through the head coach you would be amazed i'm not saying you i'm talking about the proverbial you would be amazed at how much on a daily basis during times like this a coach has to do and as you said we would be amazed too if we actually had a front row seat to see it in person see what it's like you know i don't always buy into and this is not with arkansas's coaches currently but i just think in general all of the hours. Is it a lot of hours during the season? Yes. But I think there are periods like right now where it gets amped up. I mean, yeah, are they spending 14, 15, 16 hours a day sometimes during the season? Sure. But I think right now it could be 18 plus without even trying for, for what, all that Sam's got going on. I think on. And, and his staff. Too. I remember leading up to a Super Bowl years ago. This was between the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. Josh McDaniels and some of the assistants would sleep in these pods that somehow, some way converted a 30-minute nap 
into four and a half hours of sleep. Don't ask like me. When the, oxygen chamber Yeah, deals, don't yeah. ask me the scientific knowledge behind it because I wouldn't be able to divulge that information. But it's stuff like that where they're just trying to gain any advantage and any extra time they can in preparation for that championship. Now, Arkansas is not playing a championship coming up in less than two weeks against Kansas, but that is something that just the time spent on a variety of things, bowls, hiring coaches, portal, high school kids. I mean, it's just it's an ongoing list. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Chuck, I know you were texting us yesterday when this news broke. Uh, I think Tommy and I were kind of in shock when we saw this, even though it kind of makes sense after kind of reconsidering it. Your thoughts initially on this move? Well, you know, I I had not been paying that much attention to it, to be honest with you, and I'll probably move on to other things here in a day or two. But it is interesting. Um, You know, he, Coach Petrino, I guess, you know, when you read that he was talking to Texas A&M, you sort of had the feeling that, you know, he was going to go the OC route to get back into FBS. And, um, you know, I was a little surprised, honestly, that it was Barry Odom, to be real uh, truthful with you. But, you know, here's the thing about Petrino. He's he's early 60s now. Um, the chances of him being a head coach at the FBS level are, you know, I'm not going to say they're non-existent because he could still get a job somewhere. But the odds are it's probably not going to happen. Um, he's also got family. I mean, he's got a son. He's got sons-in-law, and they're on his staff. And I'm sure he feels a sense of responsibility to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of them will go with him to UNLV. I, I don't. I don't know what the situation is there, but I would imagine some will, and um, they'll probably all get raises. <laughs> a whole bunch of Petrinos in Vegas. What? That's exactly wrong? right. <laughs> hey, I mean, the, the Petrinos are going to invade oh, Las Vegas. You hire one, you get the bunch, and and. <laughs> Um, I, I don't mean that in a critical way. I mean, he's not the only one that does it like that. So I would imagine there are members of his family that go. Everybody's going to get a raise. And, um, hey, some of those guys may be on his payroll right now. I don't know. He may be ready to get them off. His I'm not sure. payroll, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, uh, hey, he can call plays now. He can call plays. And, you know, he'll um, he'll inject some life into it, I guarantee you. I, I just wonder if this year's game where Arkansas played Missouri State, and it was a battle, as we know, for Arkansas, and the Missouri State season didn't pan out as – that was the highlight of their year right there is the close loss to Arkansas uh, when you really look back on it. But I wonder how that one day, that matchup, how big a bearing it was on Barry Odom's decision to to move forward with Bobby Petrino. Well, it might have had something to do with it. You know, obviously Barry was a coach in Missouri and – um, you know, I'm sure they, they, they know the same people, so to speak, yeah. uh, in uh, football circles. So, um, you know, I think probably the, the, you know, the indicator for 
Coach Odom and maybe everybody else's. I mean, obviously, Petrino's people put the word out that you know he's available to be an offensive coordinator at the FBS level. Um, and again, I am not privy to any information on this, but my initial thought was, and even though sometimes his actions made you think otherwise, I do know he really takes care of his family and loves his family and wants those kids to do well. And so um, I got to believe that's got something to do with this too. Yeah, he just tweeted like a day or two. I know you think Bobby Petrino tweeted, yeah, but somebody he, tweeted for someone him. tweeted for him a picture of him <laughs> and his grandkids, and it had. I think it might have been actually him because it had a very simple, uh, simplistic uh, phrase about love this or something. It wasn't exactly the way you'd probably put it, but it's, it was him and his grandkids. And uh, every time I see him, there's there's a lot of personal messaging, I guess, with with him and his. And when you talk about his family. You can tell he's a proud grandpa the way he uh, no doubt. puts things on Twitter and Facebook or whatever. Absolutely. And I've seen the videos just like everybody else. And sometimes I think, man, is that the same guy that worked here? Um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, you know, I, 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 I've always felt like, you know, beneath the exterior that that was something that was very important to him. And um, I suspect that that's got something to do with this. Now, I also think it's got something to do with him, too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think it's uh, – look, he's – I'm sure he's getting a raise. You know, you think about that. I mean, I'm sure he's getting a raise from being the head coach at Missouri State to being the OC at UNLV. And that kind of gives you an idea about how even at the, at the lower levels of FBS, you're still doing a whole lot better financially than those FCS schools are doing. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit surprising. Yeah, I mean, it kind of came out of left field, but – Hey, uh, you know, Barry Odom's getting a ready-made offensive staff. Yeah. He just turns it over to Bobby Petrino. Hey, man, you got the offense. Go get them. Yeah. And, uh, and they'll, argue, defense. they'll argue about, you know, um, whether or not the defense needs to spend a little more time off the field when the offense has the ball. Every defensive coordinator and pass-happy offensive coordinator argue about that, and they will. Yeah. But, um, hey, you know, from Odom's perspective, when you stop and think about it, I mean – once you get past the gosh, I hope he's not hiring his replacement. Uh, once you get <laughs> once you get past that, um, he's got a ready-made offense there, and they will score. Yeah, anyone that paid close attention when Petrino was here that and, and went to practices, which he allowed the the media to watch these practices, the defense in practice was merely there for the convenience of the offense to to conduct their drills. I mean. Defensive practice was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just there to make sure it worked hey. out so they could run plays. So I'll be interested to, and we won't be following this close. We're talking about it now. We we won't be talking about it in eight months, but that will be an interesting dynamic for those that will follow <laughs> UNLV's practices and be there. You know, you got a defensive head coach and you got an offensive coordinator that, you know, well, we, the we one thing here. as the offensive coordinator and not the head coach, you can't chew out a defensive player for making a great play in practice <laughs> and screwing up their offensive preparation. Oh. So, uh, um, <laughs> that, that, well, I mean, he may do it, but he he's, it still, <laughs> he's still working for somebody else. And, um, you know, uh, if Petrino had not burned his bridges in the NFL, that's really where he needs to be as an offensive coordinator. He could be um, – um, he is a brilliant offensive mind. I mean, he really is. And, um, you know, he's, his, his, his knowledge is obviously a lot greater than most people, and that, that's really where he ought to be. But he burns so many bridges, it just can't happen. So is this a better symmetry with him and Odom than it would have been with him and Fisher? 
you guys are mentioning the offensive and defensive just kind of thought process. Jimbo's more of the offense, but those would be more two alphas. I, I, not that Barry's not an, an alpha, he's the head coach, but can you see that working out better than if he was in College Station, even though the players well, would have been better the in first, Texas? The first thing you've got to think about there is everyone just assumes Jimbo offered him the job. I don't, I don't think that happened. I think if Jimbo had offered him the job, that's where he'd be. Not even close um, in terms of what the jobs are. The thing that we have to remember sometimes is that, you know, um, we're ba- we may be the only place where Bobby Petrino is really a, you know, a legend. Um, people around the country don't sit around and talk about what Bobby Petrino is doing the way we do, but it's because of what happened here, obviously. Well, but last great um, period, you know, I last think time we, he had two back-to-back well, great seasons. My point is, is I think Arkansas fans operate under the assumption that if Bobby Petrino wants the job, somebody's automatically going to hire him yeah. because he's that good. Just because he and Jimbo Fisher talk doesn't mean that he was going to be hired. My suspicion is if Jimbo Fisher had offered him that job. He'd be in College Station, Texas, as we speak. You guys might know his timeline better than I did, but I don't think he's been an assistant in 20 years, right, since Auburn? I think he went from Auburn maybe to, so. to Louisville, yeah, then maybe to so. Atlanta, yeah. then Arkansas, and that. So I wonder how that adjustment – I know he's gotten older, and he hadn't necessarily mellowed with age. I know you were joking about that before Missouri State came in town. Yep. But if you haven't been a, an assistant in 20 years, yeah. how do you adjust to that? I don't think you'll have any problem. What he loves to do is watch video and be an assassin. He's like an assassin. When it comes to uh, uh, you know um, going over a defense and picking out the weak spots, uh, that's what he does best. I think that's what he loves most. Um, at the end of the day, man, he's a football guy, and I think being in that room and just running an offense, I think it's right up his alley. Yeah. Well, Chuck, I'm sure Coach Pittman's had you in on all the interviews with his every single one for every single coordinator. One. So sure, I'd I'd love to just get you know maybe two of the three guys y'all flew around and saw last night uh, over the week, uh, kind of where things are at there. I mean, well, but seriously, I mean that, that's the question I'm getting. I don't um, think we'll have one before the bowl game. What's going I don't, on? Here? I don't. I don't. My my personal opinion is I don't think they're going to have one before the bowl game. Um, again, just because people talk doesn't mean jobs have been offered. Just because people, you know, just because people visit about something doesn't mean that's the guy. Just because a plane stops somewhere <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to see a person in that town. You ever heard of meeting somebody somewhere? <laughs> happens all the time. So um, I don't think we're going to have one in place before the bowl game. That's my personal opinion. I may be wrong. Um, but um, So who leads the defense in the bowl game? I'm not sure exactly how they're going to work that, yeah. to be honest it's with you. It's a yeah. good, qu- good question yeah. to ask. So, I, mean, I think, I think he's, uh, my understanding is um, I think he's having some kind of media thing today, isn't he? Right, noon. At noon yeah, noon. I would imagine somebody will ask that question. That's probably a, a good question to ask. So, if with, with that indication, Chuck, if if they again, if that ends up being the case, and they don't hire someone till after the bowl game, does the appearance of their hiring someone that has something to play for in the upcoming bowl game that someone on staff does that lend itself to be that more more the case? I'm not sure. To, I'm following your question there. One more. So, time. would it be someone that is currently? participating in a bowl game following Arkansas's bowl well, game maybe, on the 28th. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, it's possible, I guess. Uh, there's other guys out there that are available now. But um, here's the thing that I I think you – I mean, you can, you can play a bowl game without your defensive coordinator if he's left for another job. You can do that. 
Um, the most important thing right now, and obviously there's going to be a practice today, and the focus will begin to shift toward the bowl game. But, guys, this has been recruiting. This has been about recruiting the last couple of days, and um, or the last couple of weeks, I'm sorry. And um, you don't have to have a defensive coordinator in place to recruit. You don't have to have that. I know from the outside looking in, you think you do, but you don't. And, uh, um, uh, you know, there'll be one in place. I, I, I think we're talking about it right now because it's all that's left. Well, I mean, I, I, but when you, you were talking, it made me think about one of the, the most recent times I've gotten to hear from Sam Pittman. He said, I'm out recruiting right now with a guy named Barry Odom. He's right here. Well, it wasn't. I don't know. Well, two or three days and he's I gone. Think if, and that's well, just the way, that, I think that's the you, way this business works. Well, it right. Fast. Well, and I think you know the understanding also is is that here's the deal: uh, when you hire a coordinator, you're he's going to bring a guy or two in with him. There's going to be somebody on your staff, maybe a couple guys that aren't there anymore. Well, you got them out on the road recruiting right now. I mean, uh, uh, you got to have your guys out there. So. Um, they're the ones that have the relationships, and you've already lost one coach that had relationships, and you've had to come in in a real big hurry and shore those up, and I think they're doing that. But, um, you know, I think we saw, and I think sometimes you do have to correlate these hires with recruiting. When Dow Loggins left to go to South Carolina, all right, he had relationships with a lot of, you know, with a good number of tight ends that we need. So the most important thing right there, is it more important to hire a tight ends coach or a defensive coordinator? Well, you better hire that tight ends coach because he's got to be in that living room tonight. And I think if the truth were known about Coach Turner, I think he went to work one day working for somebody else, and by the end of the day he was recruiting for us. That's how fast it can happen. You can literally recruit for one school in the morning and recruit for another one in the evening. And I kind of think that's what happened, if you want to know the truth. But that was the sense of urgency for that right. job. There's not the urgency for the coordinator job. I want to drill down on that here in just a second. But let me pause for a moment because I want to tell you about our friends at Arvest Bank. Because if if you're looking for a bank to take care of your household needs, whether it's the, the family checking account that you buy the groceries and pay the bills out of, or your company needs a partner, a banking partner, to help you with not only the operating account and the payroll accounts for your company, but treasury management services, corporate credit cards, you know, ACH. We're dealing with a lot of that here within our own company where you're, you're trying to be better about the security of payments inbound and outbound with your company. Uh, online, um, you know, the moving of money online is a bigger thing now more than ever. Arvest Bank is ready to help. They've been doing it since 1961. They're committed to putting the needs of its customers first, whether it's for your business or for your household. Arvest Bank, always ready to help. Find them online at arvest.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You, I, I, you brought up a, a great point there about the, the urgency for a tight ends coach versus a coordinator because if you get gutted on those tight ends, what what happens to your recruiting ranking? It's at 16 or so now. Plummets, right? Because that's where all four you're stars. heavy with your stars. And from the head coach perspective, right or wrong, the recruiting ranking is a metric that at least the public, I don't know that Hunter Juracek is putting a heavy weight on it, but the outside world puts a great deal of value, particularly this time of the year, on where your recruiting ranking is. So if I'm Sam Pittman, I'm I want to play some defense on that. A, I want the players, but B, I know that, you know, if your recruiting ranking fell from 16th and had you at 7th or 8th in the league and you fall to the bottom of the league and outside the thir- top 30 in the country, 
you know, there's a challenge there, at least with, with my customers, my fan base. Well, I think the biggest thing is you need players at that spot. And, uh, you know, you need help. I mean, you need these guys to come in here. And I think that's what magnifies it more than anything. I mean, you know, recruiting rankings come and go, and you're right about public perception. And, unfortunately, we keep score with recruiting, and most of us that keep score don't really know what we're talking about. Well, that's why we use the but, rating, because no, that's all we know. Well, and, and but, my, but my point is the ratings are flawed. Yeah, and, I and, and But I don't think at this point, I think the most important thing in that regard was, you know, you need those kids. You know, regardless of what it does to your rankings, you need those kids. I mean, you need them at that spot. That's a position of need. Um, you know, you may have a position that if if you lose a guy, it doesn't really drop you in the rankings, but in reality, it really hurts you because you needed help at that spot. And you may get a guy that, um, you know, raises your national ranking, but if you've not dealt with, you know, what's beneath the surface, we had a need at this spot and we really didn't address it the way we – we should have, um, you know, that could be misleading too. I think the biggest thing is you need tight ends. I mean, you need to go get them. And uh, that's what I think the focus has been on this time. I think Trey Knox, for all his pass catching ability, had five touchdowns, nearly 300 receiving yards last year, wasn't the best blocker. I think that's something this team really missed about Blake Kern from two years ago, is while Blake, while he did have some drops, he was a good blocking tight end. And I, I did hear Derek and Zach talking about this yesterday that during conference play, they only ran six two tight end plays. This is a guy coming over that runs a lot of that stuff at Stanford. I mean, is there going to be a phil- philosophical change next year where you see more two tight end sets and run the ball more out of that? We're going to see more of that. Now you with only three. put two well, tight ends on the field if you have two good tight ends. You need to go back and watch before you start saying there were only six times in conference play they put two tight ends on the field. I would challenge that. I don't think that's right. Um, uh, they they went with two tight ends a lot. And uh, uh, they'll go with two tight ends again. And, um, you know, I'm not sure that's correct. That's a, Derek referenced that from SEC StatCat yesterday who does all the, the film watching and stuff. They ran the ball six times with the two tight ends. All right, well, maybe so. Maybe you know, maybe that's true, but to say they only played two tight ends six times is not accurate. Yeah, they ran the ball with six tight ends. The reason I ask is because this guy has a track record of having some outstanding tight ends. I know a lot of you know who Dalton Schultz is with the Dallas Cowboys. Zach Ertz, who was with the Eagles for a while, he's now in Arizona. He was an All-American under... Morgan, and then you've also got Austin Hooper, who's a longtime Atlanta Falcon. He's got a really good list. He almost convinced Hudson Henry to go out to Palo Alto. Kids, what, a three-time Razorback legacy, four-time Razorback legacy, Mm -hmm. and he almost convinced him to drive 1,600 miles to play at Stanford. So he's got a pretty good recruiting record. He wasn't going to drive. Kelly, yeah, he's flying. (laughs) Kelly was talking, Kevin Kelly, his coach, was talking about how even after Hudson committed inside with Arkansas that this guy, Turner, was still in contact with him and still talking with him. So I thought that was a pretty good indication from when Richard was telling that yesterday. Well, you got to be able to recruit. You got to be able to go get him. And, you know, this guy's, his, his dad was a coach and he's got a lot of, not a household name in our part of the country, but he is on the West Coast. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's very well respected in that area of the country. And, um, I mean, this was just kind of, you know, again, I mean, you think about a guy, David Shaw, uh, is gone and, you know, coach Turner's still on the staff out there. And, uh, I mean, you know, you literally do, and he's not the first one that's done it. You literally do start your day recruiting for one school and end your day recruiting for another. And that's how it happens. 
Yeah, I mean, it, you that's know, how it happens. Yeah, but I think it would it would be easy to attract a top shelf tight ends candidate as, as your coach when you had the commits that you had here. Yeah, you know, I mean, to me, no that, doubt. that'd be Absolutely. the first thing. If I'm saying Absolutely, and I'm looking through it, and they, they said, "Well, tell me about the job before I tell you about your corner office and the salary." The first thing I'm telling you about, well, we got. F- we got three four-star commits right. right now. That's the first thing you tell the guy. Hey, I want to go back to just 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 for one second here about Trey Knox. Um, let's not point out all his deficiencies now that he's gone. I mean, this is a guy that came in here, thought he was going to be a wide out, thought he was going to play at a place that threw the ball 50 times. And, uh, I mean, it was going to be left lane, hammer down. We all remember. And uh, that's what he came in here to do. And uh, the guy that recruited him left. And he was getting lost in the shuffle. And it looked like he was maybe going to be a transfer guy before transfer portals were fashionable. And he was willing to change positions. He was willing to try to learn to be a great blocker. He was willing to do everything they asked him to do. He wants to go to a place where they throw it 40 or 50 times. That's what he came here to do. And it didn't work out that way. That's how life is. And um, But I'm not going to trash Trey Knox on the way out the door. I'm not going to talk about his deficiencies. He helped us win some games. And, um, I, you know, kids make their decisions based on a lot of different things. And he's based his on the fact, I think, that he wants to catch more passes. So um, thanks for the time you spent here and wish you well. Well, I mean, it, it would be hard to, you know, go put 30 or 40 pounds of good weight on or whatever that number is. I mean, to, to totally change your physique and do what you, you, you know, it just, you just say it and it sounds easy, but you think about the work that has to be done, the nutrition that has to be done, you know, what the sacrifice he made personally to change and transform his body to play the position was quite a commitment. And I don't think he was a bad blocker, just for the record. I think that's a narrative that's been put forth by people that really don't know what good and bad blocking is. That's just as blunt as I can be. Um, he was a willing blocker, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he was a bad blocker. But he, but but he wants to catch passes. He wants to go to a place where a tight end catches a lot of passes. You only got really one more season to to prove yourself, right? I mean, I, I, this transfer portal, graduate stuff, COVID. I you know, maybe he's got another year. I think you just got one more chance at this, right? So, I, Well, I think sometimes as adults, we think that all these decisions are made with adult-like reason, <laughs> and they're not. I'm not talking about Trey Knox, but I'm going to tell you guys, there's a lot of people in the transfer portal right now who a week ago put their name in, or did, uh, put their name in that portal who were waking up this morning thinking, what in the world have I done? Yeah, what am I going to do? Um, if you don't think that there are players on our team and every team out there that said, Coach, I might have made a mistake, it's happening. It's happening every day right now. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. 
the NCAA is naming a new president. Charlie Baker played basketball at Harvard. Apparently, he's the governor of Massachusetts right now. So if they pick Tommy Kraft, Chuck Barrett, or Ty Richardson to be the new NCAA president, what would you guys focus on right off the bat? I think the, the, the issues with sports in general, and, and this is global to all the sports, is you've got to do some things and, and get out and really figure out what has to happen with, with the transfer portal. I don't know that you can put the toothpaste back in the tube on the NIL. Every state's laws are different. Um, how you're going to be able to operate that, I don't know that you can just pass things as the NCAA. But one thing you can control, one thing you can immediately get together as a body and pass legislation, if you will, Chuck, is when it comes to the transfer portal, the rules, when you're allowed, the periods, how many times, all of these things. So I think that's that'd be where I'd begin job one is figuring out what issues need to be tackled with transfers. You know, it's going to be a really difficult job for uh, the governor. And I know that he's, as a governor, you're used to getting your way a lot. Not a lot of people tell you no. Um, the NCAA being the president of the NCAA is like herding cats. Um, you know, there are no rules right now. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there really aren't any rules right now. I mean, you know, a caller brought up something a little bit earlier that is going to have to be dealt with at some point about do we know where this money's going? Do we know how many, do we know what guys are getting? Um, you know, at some point, you know, that's going to enter the public realm. Uh, people's privacy is being respected to the point that, you know, those that want to keep it secret can. But I, I, I do think there's going to have to be a public reckoning on that at some point. Um, I don't think we're there yet, but I think it's coming. Um, I would I would anticipate that as we move forward. But, um, you know, in the pros, when you lose a guy to free agency, you get a compensatory draft pick. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, but you do get a draft pick. You get something back. It's not much, but you get something back. Um, if you lose a guy in the transfer portal, if you can't go out and shag somebody else's player to replace him, well, you've, you know, you're down a man. And so um, I think there's got to be something done there um, in terms of numbers. Um, there have got to be some rules and regulations on this. There's got to be a reckoning on the NIL and what it really means and what we're going to allow. And um, is it a free-for-all? Because it's going to be awfully hard to enforce one rule if you just completely ignore the other. Um, look, the NIL is... Um, Hey, it's I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say it's completely taken over, but it's um, you know when you've got a dad walking into a head coach's office with his son and saying it's going to take X number of dollars over four years for my kid to come play there because those are the offers that we've gotten so far. Um, hey. You're not talking about the college experience and come see our stadium and look at our weight room and let me show you our facilities. At least you know, you, you know you're, stand, you're way past that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's got to be a reckoning on this. And I don't know the answer. I don't pretend to know the answer. That's why I say it's like herding cats. But um, I think there's, um, you know, it can't go on like this forever. So what do you think is the bigger issue? Because you guys brought up the two ones, which is NIL and then the transfer portal. I know there's a, a combination of those two in, in certain cases. 
but is there one that's bigger than the other? They go hand in hand, and together they're enormous. Yeah. Transfer portal by itself, NIL by itself, got a better chance of getting a handle on that. The two of them together leads to poaching, leads to guys shopping for better deals, leads to guys thinking about in the month of November, and I don't care what anybody says, you got too many kids in the month of November thinking about where they're going to be in January as opposed to the game they got coming up on Saturday. I believe that. I've seen it happen. And, um, but that's the way the game's structured right now. And the players are empowered. We've gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. We never seem to find the middle ground on things like this. And somebody's got to try to find it. On Three's got a unique thing on their website where they have an NIL evaluation of high school kids. It's uh, Shannon Terry's new thing. For those who don't know, he did 24 7 sports, did rivals. Really, in, he's really intelligent website guy. And people are using it, like the Nico Imoveva kid from Cali that's going to Knoxville. He's getting like $7 million or something like that. I mean, they've got guys in high school right now. They're projecting out what they are worth. Oh, they the do that every day now. And it's, and again, I, I monitor it just because I'm curious about this five-star, this four-star, whatever. Mm-hmm. How much do you think, I mean, are, are kids and parents, Chuck, like you saying, are they monitoring this stuff that oh. they can see the value? Every of what, day. Every hour. Every day. And, you know, beyond that, truthfully, Ty, they're not the ones doing it. They've employed someone to do it. Someone does it for them. Someone does it for them. Someone who's a professional in gathering that kind of data. Someone in, you know, you talked about the writer and how knowledgeable he is. There's people out there even more knowledgeable than that because they're the ones running the game. And so, um, yeah, I think think that's, uh, you know, that's a major issue. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge, they're in Heber Springs. They are Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Baxter Health. Compassionate care beyond measure. All right, we haven't really talked basketball to this point, Chuck. I thought you made an excellent statement yesterday on the latest edition of the Give Me the Hawks Chuck podcast. It's the hottest ticket thus far to get. And I didn't think it was going to be the case, but you go to StubHub, Ticketmaster, Vivid Seats right now, you can't get a ticket for less than 120 bucks on there. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's a hot ticket. I'm going to tell you. I've uh, you, know, you find out in the big games, those of us who are from Arkansas, boy, you find out you got a lot of relatives and friends on these big <laughs> game weeks. And uh, this is this is one of those weeks. Now, you know, in the past, they've, you know, they've curtained off part of that. And... Pardon me, I, I'm I'm not sure exactly, you know, if they're going to open up every seat. I guess they are yeah. because I read this morning where, you know, they've got about 18,000 sold, and that's capacity there. So, you know, we've played games there before where it was full, but I think if I don't, you know, if I remember right, part of the uh, upper deck maybe was curtained off. But I think every seat they can sell, they're going to sell for this one. What's harder to get, two tickets in the lower bowl or a good reservation at Sonny Williams right now? Which one? Well, they're both pretty tough now. Well, hey, here's the deal. You can buy your way into Sonny Williams. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you can buy your way into the basketball game, too, but it might cost a little bit more. Well, all I got to do is just go and parcel some audio together of Chuck saying, this is Chuck Barrett and then Sonny Williams. No, it yeah. takes more than that. Reser- yeah, sure, yeah. Reservation. Yeah. I put it together, and then I just play back the recording. Uh, 
they say, okay, I'm yeah. good to go. No, and, that's uh, you, you know, that's when they uh, they say, well, we got about five guys ahead of you. So, yeah. Chuck, where uh, <laughs> Steve Sullivan's ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, the guy Channel Four's ahead of yeah. you. The guy Channel Eleven's ahead of you. Yeah. But once we get through them, you yeah. know, we might find a spot for you. We were talking with Clay about this a little bit yesterday. I think that my father and I are probably going to go eat. The, I haven't had flying fish in ten plus years in the river market. Where do you think you're going to go eat this weekend prior to the game? You know, I'm not going to get down. I've just, you know, uh, I'm not going to get down there till later tonight. So I won't have a chance to go out to eat tonight. But there's four or five places I would hit. And you mentioned one of them a minute ago. That steakhouse is about yeah. my favorite spot down there. Yeah. So let's talk about the game because a lot of people see the name Bradley. If you don't dig a little bit or know the Missouri Valley, you, you don't understand the quality of the team. I think if you follow college basketball, you know that the Missouri Valley is a really, really good mid-major conference um, Bradley's going to be a challenge, and Arkansas has a history of not playing well. I'll, I'll be interested to see how Arkansas gets out of the gate in this game. Yeah, that's always the question when you go down there is how the Razorbacks are going to play. Um, you know, Bradley's a pretty decent team. I mean, they were picked second in the Missouri Valley. They've they've not had all their guys healthy. Like, for example, their, their, their best player is a big guy, and he missed the first six games with a, uh, with a knee sprain. He's been back for four. They got another guy who's played in four ball games, and he's a really good player. So my point is, is they've really not had everybody together. When they played Auburn down in Cancun, they were down four starters, uh, got blown out, uh, and, and you would figure that you would when you're down four starters playing a team that's a lot better than you are to begin with. But um, just like all mid-major teams, they can shoot. They're going to have a big guy inside that's a bruiser that can step out and shoot the three. They got a couple of guys that shoot just an ungodly number of threes, and they got one guy that in games has been at the free throw line 28 times. So, um, you know, you're going to face a team that shoots the ball pretty well, and yeah. you hope they're not hot. I mean, Arkansas has done great at defending the three point line. I don't think Bradley can dribble drive around Arkansas. I think if Arkansas defends the three-point line well, they'll have a good day. So with that with that said, do we think Jordan Walsh is back in the lineup? Is this still an ongoing process of figuring out, you know, who comes off the bench first? Uh, you know, who, who who do you think those first five are, and who's who's the number six man first off the bench for this? Well, for this I think matchup? they're pretty much settled on their first five, and 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 I would expect for a game in North Little Rock, I would expect Devo to be the first player off the bench, uh, and I think Kamani will be the second guy off the bench. And uh, um, I don't know that, but that would just, you know, that would just, you know, that'd just be my guess. But, um, you know, they're going to start Smith and Black and Council and uh, Walsh and Mackay. I mean, those are going to be their five, I think, generally speaking. I think he's, he's, he's beginning to settle in on that. Um, you know, Devo's going to be a constant off the bench. I think Kamani's going to be a constant off the bench. But beyond that, I think a lot of it's going to rotate. I think there will be games where a guy like Jalen Graham plays a bunch of minutes. Um, I think there will be games where other players play more minutes. But I think we're beginning to see who our seven or eight are going to be. Yeah. Hopefully the game will play out kind of like the Bet Saracen app has it at 20. I'd, it'd be nice to, you know, just for, for the moment, because I'm sure <laughs> Pinion and Ford will have players or, or family there sure. because of where it's at. It'd be, be nice if if the situation worked out where the other in-state players could get get their moment? I'll bet one of them plays in the first half, if you want to know the truth. Um, you know, this is a game, i got to tell you, I, I, I love this game. And I know that people are, 
you know, I, I understand the stuff about TV. That's an entirely different subject. But I love going down there to this game, frankly, more than I enjoy going down there for football games. Um, it is uh, – um, I like that, you know, the way we recruit Central Arkansas, uh, the number of kids that we bring out of there that have given us absolutely their best. Uh, their families have a chance to be there. Their friends have a chance to be there. You see a crowd at the Little Rock game that you don't see at the Fayetteville games. And it's their one shot. Man, they're happy to be there. They don't care if you're playing Hofstra. They don't care who you're playing. They're happy to be there. And I enjoy going down there, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to being there tomorrow. You haven't had a good war memorial crowd in 10-plus years since you waxed Mississippi State before you played. Well, I just, I, just, I just think a lot of the people that – Go to this game. You know, Little Rock is such a great basketball city. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a great basketball city. They, they got a lot of wonderful men in that city that mentor these kids, and basketball's a lot of it. And um, I think it's just fantastic for everybody to be together down there for one night at a basketball game. You think about Real Deal on the Rock, which is uh, a premier tournament. I don't know if it's still happening, but they've had some. I mean, Jason Tatum's gone there, that marquee players. Chuck, I know you mentioned some of the great well, Little Rock Razorbacks. First name were. I think of is Charles Ripley, the late Charles Ripley, who uh, at Little Rock Parkview created a monster of a program, and Scotty Thurman handles that now, obviously, but, but there's a guy that's probably mentored and brought along more more kids that got opportunities in basketball to play at the next level than anybody in Central Arkansas. You know, I remember the very first Razorback game I saw in person at Barton Coliseum. I watched them play Memphis State. You older guys that perhaps are around the Central Arkansas area remember Dexter Reed, great player out of Little Rock, fantastic player out of Little Rock. Uh, went to Memphis State. And this was early in Eddie Sutton's era, and the only game Arkansas lost that year in the regular season was to Memphis State and Barton Coliseum. And as a Little Rock kid, he came back home and beat them. And um, you don't see that happening much anymore. And um, you know, obviously that was a long time ago. But my point is, is the city of Little Rock. You've had great basketball players that have come out of that area for a long, long time. Yep. And. Um, Again, the, the, the programs that those kids can get into now, just away from the public schools, and those programs are great. But the other programs, the AAU, you got a lot of great programs down there that have developed basketball players. Moses Moody's dad, for example, has done a lot of things down there. And uh, um, we need that area, and we need to celebrate that area because that's our basketball heart and soul in terms of our state, that and Fort Smith Northside. <laughs> I mean, that's the heart and soul of our right. state. And I say that with a lot of respect to a lot of other programs. But we need to take care of those people because they've taken care of us. Hey, you mentioned Kareem Moody. I was thinking about you brought up Parkview Hall, Parkview, North Little Rock, Central. I know Central had a lull for a little bit, but you've got some really prominent high schools that have produced player after player, coach after coach. And yeah, Little Rock basketball town, it's pretty pretty great let's go to the phones welcoming charlie who's in camden charlie go ahead man you're on the morning rush good morning guys how y'all doing doing great well chuck uh i hate that i'm not gonna get to hear the game or see the game but i'm gonna definitely get to hear it tomorrow because i'm listening to you and uh i know you're gonna bring it so we'll uh, we'll do our best we'll be ready i just wish that since you're such a great announcer and that 
Tommy's the greatest boss ever that I could get free tickets to the game tomorrow, but I guess that's not going to happen. I was going to try my best here, but no, I'm just kidding. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely be tuned in, man. Y'all do a great job. I even try to sync up the TV and the, and the game. But can, can, let me ask you guys a question. As far as the last few years basketball-wise, do you think we're ahead in basketball talent-wise if you think about it? than football is right now. I mean, I, I know I may be saying something really stupid here, but I, I think we are. In high school or, col- or the college, yeah. Charlie? Absolutely. Yeah, high school wise. Yeah, I mean, the percentage-wise, again, there's, I think in Arkansas in 2023, you got three, or excuse me, nine three-star better players. Basketball, it wasn't as great of a haul this year, but if you do it percentage-wise, the amount of top-tier high school players in this state relative to what it is for football and what those guys could not just play at Arkansas but anywhere else, it's not. I think it's close. I wouldn't doubt what you're saying, but I'd be surprised that there weren't nine three-stars or better in Arkansas in basketball. We've got, you've got a lot of kids that go different places, and basketball recruiting isn't paid as much attention to in that, but you think about, I mean, just let's look at the last couple of years, right? So you had four four-stars in your state with Chris Moore, K.K. Robinson, Moses, excuse me, five. Moses Moody, Jalen Williams, and Devo Davis. Moses was a five-star. The rest were four-star. This past year, not again, not the haul that you wanted necessarily in-state. Then you had Layden Blocker in this upcoming class. I know he's at Sunrise now, but he's a Central Arkansas kid. You got the kid in Benton in 2025-something Burgess, I think of his name. You've got this kid in Parkview 2024. I think it's last name Boatain. I think it's Amori Boatain. I mean, you've got guys that are getting nationally recruited every single year in this state. And not to say that the kids don't go other places, but it is not near what it is in basketball. Well, it takes less players in basketball, too. And, and I mean, that's just kind of the reality of it. But, yeah, I mean, our, our state produces a lot of great basketball players. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, it's in Central Arkansas, without question, the the heart and soul of, of where those players come no from. No doubt about it. With the, you know, with, with, with Isaiah Joe and Jalen Williams both coming out of Fort Smith, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's where the, the bulk of it's coming from. Yeah, I was thinking, switching subjects here for a second, about locations in Arkansas. The people in north-central Arkansas, how fortunate they are to have Baxter Regional Medical Center because when it comes to health and healing, I mean, you've got everything you need right there in north-central Arkansas. Compassionate care beyond measure is the mission at Baxter Health. Now, a lot of you may know it from years past as Baxter Regional Medical Center. It's Baxter Health now. And this is a magnet-recognized healthcare facility. And you got it right in your own backyard. They offer a wide variety of specialized care. Neurosurgery, cardiothoracic surgery. They've got interventional cardiology, urology, comprehensive women's health. The list goes on and on. Orthopedics, infectious disease, pain management. They also have, and this is important, They've got family medicine and physical therapy clinics that are now accepting new patients. This is throughout 11 counties in Arkansas and Missouri. So you've got these facilities right in your own backyard, too. If you'd like more information, you can visit BaxterHealth.org. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. Let's talk to one of my favorite callers, Sterling's in Center Ridge. Sterling, good morning. Hey, guys. Before I go to the basketball, you said a it hasn't been a good crowd in Little Rock for 10 years. Uh, it hasn't been good games, and we haven't been very – had very good teams ourselves. I mean, we had a top-10 team coming in there. That's fair. Games and, That's fair. And, you know, it might, it might be a little different. I mean, I just hate to revisit this history when it comes to the Little Rock and the atmosphere of the games. You know, 
We did, they had big time opponents coming in into those games in Little Rock. It wasn't like we had Old Duck U coming in there and having that atmosphere. You know, we had Texas coming in there. You know, Houston teams, Texas A and M at number two. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, a fair. Game. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement, Sterling. Now, after this basketball team, I, I'm so excited about it, about this team and and what gives me about this team and about Musselman. Now I've seen Brazil play at, at Missouri. Not not every game, but when they were when they were on, I checked them out. Wichita State with a council, I checked them out. Now, like I said, not every game. But these cats didn't jump off the screen like they do, like they do now. And I know they play for my team, and I've got a little more best interest in it and all that, but I'm a big-time sports fan. I'm not one of these just Facebook fans and SEC fans. I'm a sports fan. And I've seen these cats play a lot, and these cats did not jump off the screen like this. So these cats make a jump in improvement. A Muslim, did he see something in him? He's getting it out of him. Uh, which one is it? Help me out, Chuck. I, I'm at. Y'all guys have a great weekend. Thanks, Sterling. That's a good call. That's a good observation. I don't think a single NBA scout, GM, or owner knew who Trevin Brazil was before this year. I'm going to be honest. I don't know about Ricky. Well, I Ricky. think they knew, but I don't know that they viewed him the way they do now. But Council's the one that really... Um, you know, as he talked about, jumps off the screen at you. Yes. Um, he's 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 the one that, you know, part of it is he's older. Uh, part of it is he's he's more physically mature now than some of the guys he's playing against. Part of it is that, you know, when you come to a place like Arkansas, you got a big staff. Look at that team picture, man. There's a lot of GAs yeah. there. Um, there's a lot of guys that can work with you every day. And so um, there's 16 managers yeah. in the media. Well, Do they really have 16. Yes, yes. My point is, Jeez. is that when you go to a place like Arkansas, there are lots of opportunities to expand your game. Yeah. They got a lot of people there to help you. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Any of you two ever owned a minivan that you had to drive? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Y'all probably had you know. No, I have never owned a minivan. Yeah, we okay. did. Yeah. Well, uh, Bryles always cracks me up when he rides around in his. When you pull to a person's driveway to sell them life insurance, who do you think they'd rather see? Some you know, knucklehead hotshot in a convertible Sebring or a family man in a minivan? So they always post the picture, and you got Bryles in his white minivan or his black minivan, or whatever the case may be. And I, I, th- I think the recruits like that. I think that's fun. I know their parents do as well, but that's kind of uh, when he went with Morgan Turner, new tight ends coach to Luke Haas. They also not only took a picture of them three together, but they took a, Bri- a picture of Bryles just <laughs> standing outside with this minivan. It always cracks me up. Well, it's unique. It's different. But uh, yeah, if you've ever, uh, you've ever had two or three kids uh, in car seats, a minivan uh, is a lifesaver. So. I know a lot of people were uh, sad to see Dow Loggins take that offensive coordinator job at South Carolina. We pretty much came to conclusion it was a move up, and it's really hard to, for him to not take that job. Beamer actually went on to say he, he tried to get hired by several other SEC places, but this Turner guy, he's got a pretty good track record based on who he's coached, what Stanford has had at that position, and you kind of got him for cheap based on his contract. Make a little over 300 k it's not like he's making just insane, man. I, I, that's like that sounds like, man. I wish I was making three hundred k, but yeah. add them all you, up you in this him, room. Like, we'd like to get to three hundred k. You got him yeah. decently cheap for the quality of guys he's put in the National Football League. I feel like I don't know what he was making at Stanford. I have no idea. Um, I know that he was, you know, when David Shaw um, resigned or was fired or whatever. I mean, he was still on the staff there, still being paid. Um, he's not a household name in our part of the country, but he is in his part of the country. Uh, his dad, Ron Turner, was a longtime coach in college football, longtime assistant coach in the NFL, and um, you know that's a West Coast football family. And he's you know he's coached tight ends for ten years and was on their staff before that. And you know we were talking earlier. I mean, it, it really is a literal situation for these guys. You. Um, you begin the day recruiting on the phone for one school, and you end the day working for another school in a recruit's house. Uh, that's how fast this stuff happens. And Arkansas's got a good one. He's a good one, and um, they got some tight ends out there that are committed that they need to keep, and he, um, he, he gives them a real good shot to do that. Ty, let me assure you, equal dollars in northern california versus the same dollars in northwest well he got a race (laughs) well and and you you know i don't know how many people know this the stanford coaches live in what's called a coach's village they have housing that is provided at a more normal rate and these coaches all live by one another really that's the only way they can afford to do it i've talked to people out there that work in our business when i've been out there for games yeah um they have second and third jobs and two roommates just so they can pay the rent. Some of them live two hours away from work and just so they can afford the rent. Hey, I got and two, ro- I got got two roommates. Well, my you, you're point, the roommate, though. Yeah, but my <laughs> point is, though, these are grown men. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm know, a grown man. Well, maybe. That's arguable. You don't have a wife and children in tow yet. You've not driven a minivan out of necessity yet. Um, but my point is, is yeah, cost of living's got a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of money does spend a lot better in Arkansas than it does in Northern California. You got all these Yankees that come down here to oh, Arkansas, gosh. and they're like, I can buy this much property for that little in North Central Arkansas on the lake or whatever. That's why you got all these dudes that aren't from here 
that settled here. All these Cubs fans. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the wow. truth. That's Clay. That's people that live, live, live in Harrison Mountain Home, Lake Washita, Lake Hamilton, Beaver. You got people from all over the country that are like, I can buy this house and this land for that much. And they're like, oh, my gosh. It's like a... And you don't like those people moving in or what? No, I'm, I'm not saying there's an issue with it. Now, you're, if you're going to live here, you're going to put on Razorback Red and be okay with it, and you can get the you-know-what out, but... That's that's the philosophy here. If you move to Arkansas, if you have other fandoms, that's fine. You just actually, when Arkansas is playing, you have to support them as long as they're not going against your team. So if you I move to Austin, a, Texas, you're going to be okay with supporting? Hell no, no, okay. no. It always, you know, what drove me. So is, you're going to turn down the job if a station in Austin, Texas comes and says, "Ty, I'm going to offer you twice the money Tommy Kraft's paying you." But, you know, you got to move down here to Austin. You got to join the game. Do you think I would go to Austin, Texas, Chuck? No. For double the money? No. Well, then. We can call the uh, the two stations down there, ATX 1400 and then the Horn. Call them right now. Fabricate the program director. Send me a contract. I'd rip it to shreds. <laughs> okay. I'm not living All in right, Austin, big Texas. Boys. All right. I, I hope Eric and Danielle think that exact same way. <laughs> Holy cow, I hope they think that exact same way. I'm not living in Austin, Texas, even though it's a actually a decent city. But where were we going? Where are we at? We're at Turner. Yeah, you were talking. you are declaring your loyalty. Yeah, yeah and I'm a loyal guy. I'm an Arkansan, man. Blood oath. Moved yeah. out for a little bit, come back. But So we were back on, on this Turner thing. So he's coming from Palo Alto to Fayetteville and... Now, again, Stanford's private, so we don't know what he's making. We can't compare the contracts or whatever. But, I mean, I mean, you just look at the track record and stuff, and I guess you you guys want to go behind the curtain a little bit, hear what he's like to coach? Sure. Want to do that? All yeah. Right. You got something? Just get here. Six inches behind the line, straight up against it, and your first step needs to be on it. Go through the whole thing, not just the first step. Careful about skipping too much. That is better. He's going to come in. He's going to give you a good shot. All right? I need to see some explosion coming up and through. And be low. Oh, bring him back. Bring him back. Your rhythm was off there. You feel it? He's not going to be really close. So we got to fix that. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that sounds like the best tight end coach in the country, if you ask me. <laughs> That's going to be the fan take this morning. That's going to be the fan take this That's going to be the fan take this morning. I really turned down double wow. the money in Austin. Wait a minute. Wow. What did I say? <laughs> I'm a loyal guy. I mean, but, now. Again, so that sounds to you, you you like the best tight end coach in the country. That's the best tight end. Uh, that's going to be the fan take that we hired the best tight end coach and, in and, the country. And five days ago, Dow Loggins was the uh, best tight end coach in the country. It's right? Arkansas fans, yeah. man. Okay. And I'm I'm just but, telling you, you what know, they're thinking. But you get into some of the technical aspect, which is way over our head. But here's something that I think on the surface we can all understand. Morgan Turner and Cody Kennedy have to work hand in hand and that, that's what we have seen is the offensive line coach the tight end coach and so much of the the crossover I guess you might say there Chuck well yeah and I mean it's uh these these guys are professionals they're going to be able to do that they uh uh you know they'll adapt to one another and you know they've got a coordinator that uh is going to coordinate it and ultimately they got a head coach they got to please and so um this is uh this is what they do and he is a very good coach um, and he is apparently a very good recruiter and a developer of talent. And, um, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, when you look at his resume, the only thing that'd make it better would be if he was an ex-Razorback. I mean, <laughs> other than that, I mean, he's pretty much got everything. You brought up something there that 
I think fans have to at some point get over, and we're always going to have this. We want one of our guys or whatever. And we brought up Hunter not really having any association with there, and he seems to have done a fine job. Is that like that everywhere? When you go to Auburn, when you go to Alabama, do they do the fans want mm-hmm. their former player? Or a lot of push for Cadillac coach? down there at Auburn, you know. But oh, I think that's natural. Yes, it? I think okay. that's natural. I, I don't I don't think we're unusual in that respect. There's a lot more to it than you know. There's always the assumption that a great player is going to be a great coach, and you look at pro sports and college sports. Sometimes it was a guy sitting at the end of the bench watching everything unfold that turns into a great coach. And um, but it's only natural. I mean, it's only natural that um, people would, you know, people would think that. You know, Beamer. We'll talk about this a little later on. Beamer didn't like too much people pushing back on his logins. Hard. Did you hear that rant? I mean, he went. Yeah. Well, and you know, he made a very good point about uh, you know people sometimes, and, and this is where you know sports writers, frankly, and media people. I'll include all of us in this. We fall short. Is that. We follow the public narrative, and sometimes we don't delve much below that. And his point was, hey, if you don't think he's any good, call Bill Parcells. He worked for him. Call all these guys that he worked for. Um, call the people that recommended him highly in the National Football League. Talk to the people that have had a history with him. Uh, talk to the players he's coached. You know, none of these articles did that because they all just follow the public narrative. And I think that that was, you know, that was what he said, and, he said it in a very forceful way, and I think he was exactly right. I mean, um, just because something's the public narrative doesn't mean it's the real story. And, you know, um, I think that's what his point was, and seems like he made it pretty well to me. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, you know, the NFL record with the teams he was the offensive coordinator at didn't come up much in Arkansas until he decided to leave. And we've well, gotten text. We got, I just think that's you know, taking a parting shot a little bit. And everyone would probably welcome, you know, we're, we're glad to have him on staff. So I, I, I just, to me, it seems unfair. Well, being an assistant in the NFL is much, much different than being in an assistant in college football if, for no other reason the freedom of movement. Like, for example, you don't hear about the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys is leaving to be the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Or you just don't hear of that happening. The contracts on where they can go, when they can go, very, very restrictive as opposed to college jobs. And in other words, you know, generally speaking, in the NFL, when you lose your job, it's because the staff got fired. Well, you're just looking for another job at that point. And uh, you don't have a hand in building the team the way you do in college. You don't recruit players to uh, uh, you know, as a group, always to you know build build what you're doing, and uh, the NFL is a whole different deal. Well, and stats in the NFL, I mean, uh, you know, you may not have been the most successful OC in the NFL, but I'm going to tell you, you know, the game inside out to have been an OC at that level in the first place. In college, the head coach is God; his word is final. In the NFL or pro sports in general, it's just it's not that way. There's a lot of layers. You think yeah. it, you think in Tom Brady's offenses he he isn't the final say on a lot of who coaches well, it's a franchise decision right. and that it's means layers. different things for different franchises yeah so uh just a different different setup you got one person to please and you know exactly who that is in the college game yeah it's a little little different setup all right speaking of quarterbacks tommy lance and sheridan down there in yellow jacket country wants to talk about some arkansas quarter, quarterbacks lance you're on the morning rush man Good morning. 
Good morning. Uh, as far as Razorback tickets to, to the Saturday game, I work for Simmons Bank and crap, I can't get in there. <laughs> there you go. Been there 22 years. So, <laughs> anyway, it's a hard ticket, but uh, I, I'm pleased with Musselman and this squad. I've heard Malachi Singleton's taking visits to maybe UCF or whatever. Do you think that's piggybacking off the fact that Chris Will's coming in? Uh, I have not seen that. That doesn't mean it's not happening. For those who don't know who Malachi Singleton is, he's the North Cobb quarterback that is your lone QB recruit in this upcoming class. I know Kendall Bryles and Sam Pittman are really excited about him. I, I, we're, we're seeing he's not, if he is doing that, he's not the only one. We mentioned the visit with Nick Saban and Luke Haas earlier this week. Uh, I think Micah Tease, who's one of your guys out of Booker Tease, got a visit to A&M this weekend. There's like one more that's not coming to my mind, but guys sometimes do this right before, and you just hope they they stick strong with their commitments. Lance? Well, Nick Satan needs to stay away. <laughs> what, and say? I said Satan, too. Oh, he said, I said Nick Satan needs to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I don't yeah. want I don't want him going to any home visits with Arkansas guys because he's got a way to nope. sway. Now, you don't even want to chat. Your Turner, girl I'm glad he's coming here. Yeah. I'm glad Turner's coming here. I I, I would uh, I was stationed when I was in the Navy in San Diego, and I couldn't wait to get away from here and back to Arkansas. So uh, it, it's a whole lot prettier and prettier and better and, and, and cheaper here to live. So but, uh, I think you'll find that he likes it here very well. Lance, we appreciate your call this morning, man. How do you Good listen? One. How do you listen to Sheridan online? I'm sorry. You listen to Sheridan online, or where do you listen to us down there? I listen to you on uh, YouTube. Well, perfect, man. We appreciate it. Good stuff, Lance. Hey, just a reminder for everyone: Lance listens out of our listening area, so it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Hit that line.com. You can listen to us anywhere in the world. We got people that listen in Okinawa, the Netherlands. It doesn't matter, but. Just want to remind everyone of that. All right, so to his question about Singleton, like I said, there's guys that are either allegedly taking visits or taking visits before on this. That's pretty customary and normal, right? It's not just an Arkansas thing. I mean, guys do that sometimes before early national signing period, right? I'm sure they do. I got to be honest. I don't keep up with recruiting as much as I used to. But, um, yeah, they it's, it's, it's not unusual. I mean, guys take... Uh, Guys take visits, and, you know, again, things change so quickly right now with guys transferring in and guys transferring out and NIL. I mean, um, things, you know, I used to always believe, and I still believe that, hey, when they sign the deal, you know, you got them. Until then, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fair well, game. Even after you got them, you don't got them anymore. Well, right. Deal, so, but, yeah. You know, talking about all these guys on the move, and when you're on the move, you got to have a professional, Chuck, to, to help get you there and find you a good place to live. Well, that's exactly right. That's one of the things I like about my friends at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You know, whether you're a buyer or a seller, I think what your experience will be is what mine was. And that's complete and total satisfaction. I partnered with them twice, both times. It really exceeded my expectations. You know, the market changes, and I read about it, and I understand about half what I read, just enough to be dangerous. The truth is, when you get into the real estate game, so to speak, you need someone that does understand. Because when you're a professional, it helps you be a better negotiator. And, you know, there's big money on the table, and you want to make sure you get the best deal, whether you know, what, what, whichever side of the table you're sitting on. And I think that's what you're going to find at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale and Bentonville. Uh, they're in Fort Smith. 
Uh, we've got an office in Branson, Missouri. You can log on to WikerGriffin.com. Chuck, you like bowl season, man. We got our first taste of it this weekend. One SEC game, Florida taking on the Oregon State Beavers. What else are you looking forward to this weekend? I'm going to watch was. Texas, San Antonio, and Troy tonight. I really like Jeff Trailer. I think one could argue that you know he was the best of the Chad Morris era. And I say that, you know, I know what Barry's doing at Illinois, and those were t- those were the two best. And, you know, Trailer's gone down there to San Antonio, and, I mean, he's uh, he's built a program and apparently likes it there, signed a contract, and they've had some really good football teams since he's been there. He, he knows everybody in Texas, which in a big state's hard to do, but he seems to know everybody in Texas, and he's gotten a lot of Texas kids there. I mean, they're 11-2. and two. Now, Troy is, too. But um, I'll be pulling for the Roadrunners tonight. And I don't want to get too far off topic here, but you could certainly see the day where UT San Antonio is a prized um, university in conference expansion because of that market. I mean, San Antonio is a big market. I could see where that school could be, um, maybe not necessarily in a Power 5 conference, but certainly in a higher group of six conference. You know, I've obviously not been there. I've been told by people who have that, you know, that – is a city that is really on fire for their college football team. It's the city's team, so to speak. It's not a regional team, I don't think, based on what I hear. But the city has really adopted them as their college football team. And, um, I mean, the results speak for themselves. I mean, they've uh, whatever they're doing, they just need to keep doing it. San Antonio has some really good sports fans. I don't like the San Antonio Spurs, but I can't discount what they're doing. And you mentioned Jeff Trailer. You think about some of the players and the success that him and Barry had when Barry was his OC, and he's still having to this point. I mean, they're I think they're ranked. I think well, yeah. Troy, I think Troy's twenty three, and they're twenty four. In so. fact, until Texas plays or whoever that whoever's playing in the Holiday Bowl, I think Texas and somebody else. Um, until we get to that game, this is the only bowl game that matches ranked teams against one another. And that one's the day after the Liberty Bowl. So this, uh, at least among the ranked teams, this is the pick of the litter. You've mentioned your college football fandom, Tommy. Are you diving into bowls this weekend? I mean, is your work kind of yeah, prohibited? I'm pay that? attention to, uh, to Florida, but no, I mean – Probably about the 28th is when I'll really start paying attention because all the games of consequence fall after that, you know, and um, I, I kind of pay attention when the SEC teams start playing. I know Florida's playing Saturday, but uh, it'll be after Christmas, I think, when a lot of people really dive into that. And, you know, I, I'm very interested in how the basketball team plays. I, I think they're going to win. Can they win dominant in, in dominant fashion? That That, to me, is the most interesting thing that happens this weekend, and I just – you know, I know the game's going to be on the radio. I'm going to be hanging on every word, Chuck. That's right. Hanging on every word. It's like deer, it's like deer season weekend, Chuck. Times you know, two. you got more people yeah. listening to you than kind of like That's that right. weekend. Pressure's on. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.